Like, this is my first time, like, doing a podcast in person. Oh, yeah? I've always done, like, Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I saw some of the, yeah, yeah, I saw some of the. Zooms, different. Zoom, yeah. Or, like, whatever <clears throat> mechanism they had to do, like, audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, my first yeah. time. So, it's so pretty trippy. Normally, podcast is not, the, the fundamental podcast was just for audios only. <laughs> She understands. She's, she sometimes has some crazy look. Like no, it's my hair. I saw it. I was like, I need to fix that piece. Just like hanging. Yeah. Uh, it's if it's in my peripheral, it, yeah, it doesn't need to be bug. there. It shouldn't be there. No, I just. Uh, <clears throat> Welcome to the new episode of the Magnificent Podcast. Real people, real story. Here we share life experiences and stories. You know why? Because we all got story to share. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Magnificent Podcast, the podcast where we share and magnify life stories. It's about sharing experiences and providing information, information about life and information about reality. Yeah, I'm glad today is an extra special episode, so I get to uh, be the only man on the set uh, on the set now. <laughs> So that's okay. So uh, I have to like you have to use that. Okay, I have to make sure that I'm on point because yep. I have two strong women. So I can tell what I can tell you is I'll just make sure not to like to to sorry, uh, to protect the men like <laughs> legacy. So they don't. Oh man, you didn't. You, you didn't, didn't say this. Yeah, you, you didn't, didn't live up to your job. <laughs> you didn't. No, you had one job, Elvin. It's a hard job, but I will try my best <laughs> not to mess it up. I will try my best not to mess it up. So yeah, today I'm thrilled to have um, yeah, uh, EMS as usual, as a co-host, and Ashley. Ashley, welcome thank to you. the Magnificent. So first of all, I want to say thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to talk a little bit how I got to reach out to you. And so I just uh, feel so blessed. And then I think I was able to see, go through your social media to see how type of impactful person you are. And this is something, and then I know that you, as a, a public speaker, it sounds his call, right? Mm-hmm. Public, yeah. So you have to be a great storyteller. So I, I, I watched some <laughs> so of you. So I live up to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 you're not a pressure. You don't even need the room heat. <laughs> no, no, honestly, it's true. I was just like, you made me shy. I'm in the middle now. I don't know what to do. I don't. I didn't know how to put my hand. I'm like, I'm so, I'm so confused. Last time he was accidentally writing all over his shirt. Yeah, I was literally writing it now. He's like, like moving his hands, and like the pen was just marking all over him. No, I'm just like, now. I'm like, okay, but I'll make sure that I'm strong. I have to be strong. Man. Yeah, you have to be strong, right? You'll be okay. You'll survive. Naturally, yeah, it'll come out. Yeah. So, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Really happy to be here. Yeah. It's my first live in-person podcast, so Oof. super excited. Mm-hmm. Many firsts. Two people I know. for the first time. <laughs> podcast. I thought she knew you. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I would never go to someone's house. I'd be sharing my location, sending his photo. I was like, this is the number. Yeah, we fully show on social media. I mean, that's actually very good. That's a good thing because the funny because not too long ago I was talking with another well. Uh, friend and she was telling me we're talking about 
Um, you see when uh, girls guys approach girl mm-hmm. and girl versus girls approaching guy, and they say girls guy don't have to worry about the security, you know, the safety, and things like no. that because because you know, but girl they have to worry. They can be attracted to a guy, but they have to make sure that they report to different people okay i'm gonna be at this place at this mm-hmm. time so if by this time you don't hear from me please call yeah. so and then oh, sometimes us guys we don't have that that so it's it's yeah. very good to you put things into perspective <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean totally. last time in the middle of our podcast my mom was messaging me yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like lv i promise you my mother <laughs> my mother is texting me to know if i'm dead and yes, that's what she was, said. are you alive that's literally what she asked i was yeah. like <laughs> No, that's good. That's good. It's, you have to be safe. Yeah. And, 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 and actually, it was something that I encourage. So you have to make sure. And even me, when I approach a person, especially a woman, I want to make sure that she knows that I gave her all the information that she needs yeah. in order to feel safe. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's very important. You want to, you know, we live in a crazy world now. You we don't do. know where the danger comes mm-hmm. from. So you have to make sure that you... You bring that extra security and safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we are. So today we are, we are. I want to start. Usually when I start podcasts, we want to ask kids oh, how you doing in general. We we just post pandemic now. So mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's actually post pandemic. I know, but I don't, I don't know what it ends. Up, if it's ended, yeah, it's, <laughs> who actually doing? knows? <laughs> there hasn't been a big announcement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope, I hope they don't. Okay, ladies Just and gentlemen. Just another two weeks. Well, they would announce that we're free and we're good, yeah. and then all of a sudden they got us together. So we're all just like sitting exactly. and holding on, wondering, right? <laughs> no, I just can't wait when they get to make the announcement. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's officially post-pandemic. Uh, because, you I know, don't. It's, like, it's funny because I, I don't hear much people. I mean, I, I know someone who got COVID right? recently, but I don't I don't hear as much as I use, oh, COVID, oh, COVID. Yeah. But now it pretty much feels like yeah. post-pandemic. We can just anticipate. So, yeah. yeah. So, how is how do you feel life after the COVID? What was the impact of COVID? Yeah. Um, we blame all of COVID here. <laughs> it's all COVID's fault. Yeah. Everything is COVID's fault. Yeah. Well, it's crazy how they've left so like so much uncertainty for people and so much fear yeah. to even yeah. think, like, are we even past it? Is it going to yeah. happen yeah. again? Like, that just shows how much fear they really drove yeah, through yeah. people, right? I feel like I didn't really allow my life to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was... I. I'm a I love people and like I was obviously not stupid about it but I always found a way to still have my interactions because I was like I am I just saw through the bullshit from day one before day one so I was like you know I just followed my heart and what was my gut was telling me yeah and so I didn't allow certain things to stop me and of course I was stopped from like you know maybe going out for dinner or yeah. going to certain events because i mm-hmm. love networking i love events so that really there was a huge pause on all of that mm-hmm. but i didn't allow the day-to-day to really affect me mm-hmm. because i just felt like there was just something inside of me that just said don't just keep mm-hmm. doing what you need to do like we all had to survive and you know there's there's such a difference between somebody who was sustainable to be able to with handle that time and then there was also the people that were like we could last a little while and then those people that couldn't last at all right so Mm -hmm. you had to find your way to like really groove and i found 
for the, for business like it really had us think outside the box like everybody we had to get creative, to more creative. Mm-hmm. and being able to do things online blew up right mm-hmm. so i found that really brought a different dynamic because what i do is like in person yeah, yeah. coaching with women yeah. in circles yeah. seminars workshops that to be able to go online it was like well is that energy still going to be withheld are we Mm -hmm. still going to be able to cultivate a safe space but it actually worked in so many benefits because there's a lot of people who were maybe interested but didn't want to show up that could be off camera until they felt comfortable to come forward right so they just found like there was so much brilliance Mm -hmm. in that and it really had people go through a huge shift in Mm -hmm. this world like an awakening really happened Mm -hmm. Um, we had to face things that we didn't want to look at, you yeah. know, get raw and Definitely. real with yeah. our devils or yes. demons or monsters, whatever yeah. you want to call them, right? Like that inside <clears throat> shit that we don't want to look yeah. at or yeah. how we're showing up in our, our lives. So yeah. No, it's, it's the same because even at the gym, <coughs> it's funny because when everything, everybody had to be extra creative because I remember at the gym, uh, you can go to the gym, but they were doing like online gym. So you go mm-hmm. on that, you see like one person class. on the camera, and then people yeah. start to do workout. I was like, I couldn't adapt to that. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> but it's funny how we had to be creative. And also, COVID taught us a lot of different. We could move differently. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, we, we human. We just have to, we like, we like that heat between yeah. human contact. Yeah. And that was also when it was difficult. And, yeah, I remember Zoe, when COVID started, I just had my first one, Zoe, mm-hmm. and she was, she was very young, and then you were, we were in the condo, and you know, and then you start to feel the space looks small, small, mm-hmm. small, like, yeah. you know. Especially if you have to be stuck there for yeah. so long. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was a heck of a moment. So, yeah, then I remember I did one video. And she's always a video supporter. I, 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 this is something that I have to say about the MS, is that she never said no. To me, at least. So I feel happy. Because I did some videos. Like, EMS, I was trying to do a video where, you know, we talk about staying, be active still, things like that. And then I reached out to her and said, can you make a video of her saying German? And then she did. <laughs> just, and then, then, then she did it in German and it was like, just, uh, that's all. I yeah, forgot we, about that. Yeah, exactly. We always have to, we always have to be doing something. To, that's my personality. I am always want to find positive and negative. That's my, I'm, if you don't know me at first, for sure, you're going to think that I'm, come but I, because when i'm in the middle of people that i'm looking at i don't trust too much people there uh for whatever reason or i, I don't know them so usually it's funny because i'm called a calm guy but i know i'm not yeah <laughs> so, so i know i'm not calm. you're observing yeah, yeah. How do we, I? we started working together i'm sure she thought this guy was too calm and I mean, people used to tell me that you're too calm and but it's because I was in the setting. It's new. I don't know yeah. too much. I was too absurd. Felt like you yeah. couldn't be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I'm afraid to. to Plus, you're also at work and yeah. like Elevate takes Chat his job seriously. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> he funny. takes it seriously yeah. all the time. Be like, um, AMS. 
um, you know, if there's something that like you need to say, just say it. I'm like, uh, I will say it. <laughs> I'm not scared to say <laughs> it. At the time, I didn't know, right? Yeah. But she's the definition of the strong. That's what, to be honest with you, I see all you do online. I see all you talk to people. You, there's a there's a crowd for you standing alone and talk to people. It required like a huge skill. Yeah, like, definitely. Confidence, self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Because you need to, to, in order to transmit your message, you need to sh- look like you. You're confident, right? Yeah, you have to know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And then her personality <coughs> is like, she's... <coughs> at the beginning, I thought, okay, EMS done. See if you don't... Yeah, I want to make sure that you tell me if there's something. But I didn't know that she would do that anyway. <laughs> so she's like, what? Don't worry, it will come to you yeah. when the time comes. <laughs> and you better watch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so yeah. So and then we are... So we are... We want... Yeah, I want to talk a good girl back. Like, the little young Ashley. So how was the little young Ashley? What was your, your dream? Like, what was the thing that, as a young kid, you remember? You're like, okay, I want to be like this. I want to do this. Like, Well, I wouldn't even know... what my dreams were when I was a kid like I remember I used to love to sing and put on performances and dances with my sisters like I did that too right like that was I would sing at the top of my lungs and it was ugly but I loved it like it was I definitely am not a singer but (laughs) neither am I but I loved it right and so I, I I felt like looking at all of those things and the things I did I just I was always very down to earth I loved the forest and I would just get lost in it for mm. hours um, but I also loved to then so that was like that you love the forest did you say mm-hmm. yeah like oh, you were nature living? the oh. woods yeah like she I, just go I like would, out for adventures and like our parents used yeah, to yeah. lock us out of the house yeah and just don't come As home kid, go find something that was to very do. normal like go outside yeah. for the day no phones no yeah. tv no don't technology. go past the street <laughs> yes make sure you come home <laughs> but make sure you come home this time be <laughs> yeah. home and don't be late those are those instructions we all got used to from parents yeah oh six mine was 6 p.m I wasn't allowed to be out after six. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was crazy. Just uh, my, my father was like, a, he's a military type. Yeah, person. yeah. So I have to stay. You know, I mean, he, he was trying to protect me. But can you do that now? No. Stay yeah. in and unless like your kids not. roam free. Okay, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> He's, oh, yeah, no, he's a, yeah, you can't have this lot of stuff. You can't. You can do. roam free in the backyard. That's <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can. Yeah. Here, like, no, you just. Uh, no, Even he's in your a, neighborhood. I feel like this is a very safe neighborhood. No, he's a he's safe. He's very family oriented. I wouldn't let kids roam free anywhere else. No, no, yeah. it's funny. I can't. I, I, I will never want myself. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how. At what age I should be like, okay, just do it. They say 18, but yes, no, 18 no, no, in no. Canada is different than no. 18 everywhere else. 18 years old in Canada or in a more developed rich country is, is, uh, is different. The 18 years old kid thinks different because he's exposed to things that mm-hmm. make him mature quick. He understands mm-hmm. life faster. Mm-hmm. So, but you put an 18 years old in a place like Cameron. In Cameron, for instance, 18 years old is still a kid. The <clears throat> majority there is 21. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So, that just mm-hmm. tells you, like, it, but I don't know here. I still feel like 18, I still should tell you, no, don't do this. But mm-hmm. Apple, for example, I have uh, someone that I know. He's uh, he's uh, 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 Nancy's brother-in-law. So, he put the uh, 
screen time on his daughter's mm -hmm. and, and phone, right? So you just make sure that you don't say too much in internet on internet. And then I ask him, so how long can you keep it? For? He said, I won't have to. Apple will remove it. He said, okay, now she's independent when she's 18. I'm so mm. okay. Mm -hmm. At 18, Apple is okay. You have no authority over her anymore. We, we, we give her full access. I was like, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> no, he's, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's, uh, yeah. So I was uh, talking about the, uh, the young Ashley. So how is it the the uh, the the, uh, the family? You, you mentioned you have sisters. You have sisters, right? Yeah. So I have a blended family. Uh, my parents actually divorced when I was two, and both of them ended up remarrying. And so I actually have three sisters and two brothers, and only one of them is actually my like I guess blood. But I yeah. refer to them all equally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't have a relationship with my dad for about 10 years. So there was a huge gap in mm -hmm. that. And that actually was a big part of my downward spiral. Because I was a daddy's girl. Yeah. And not having that relationship and the perception that I had when he left was that it was my fault. That oh. I wasn't good enough. That you know I wasn't loved. And that I had to compete for his love. And so that rippled out into all my relationships and the way that I would seek men as validation for being <clears throat> worthy and good enough rather than just like understanding that I am mm -hmm. already. And so that really led me to a path of promiscuity because I remember being in high school and like I wasn't like sexually active or anything like that, but I was also, you know, Oh, that is like a, the hormones are a real thing and, mm -hmm. and that curiosity but it was when I had this guy that was like my biggest crush who didn't like want to be with me because I wouldn't give myself and mm. my bet one of my best friends at the time actually gave what he wanted and so it was like this whole thing. So it's like this distrust in men, this distrust in women, mm -hmm. and feeling like, oh, I have to like put out in order to actually yeah, like that's keep awful. somebody. Yes. Right. And that kind of also stemmed from that relationship. That's a sort of manipulation. That's yeah. awful. Is that is awful for your friend to to do that kind of stuff? They were People kid. that you trust. Totally. They were right? kid, right? Oh, well, that's a they were. They were, At that time, I was fourteen. Yeah, they were they were kid at the time. So usually, this is usually the uh, she touched a good point where you when you mentioned about the father and you feel like you because and and that's something that's also something that when we spoke on the phone I told you I have a daughter right and then I said I would definitely want my daughter to hear to hear you talking because I saw some of your stories with your girls you have three girls that I see constantly. I forgot. There's one that she's the like guru. Like three something. friends, break the guru. Sasha, yeah, she. Yeah, they all. Yeah, they share. on, on oh. social media. So they very. There's a group of women that they they <clears> take <throat> the. I'm saying in French horn. I would call that the torn by the. How do you say that? Now? The Please bull by me. the horn. Yeah, the bull yeah. by the horn. Yeah, those are those are. <laughs> Yes. I yes. told her I was like, you know, so I get the French thing. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, <laughs> so those, yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. So that's how she's gonna help me. So <laughs> because I translate in my head, I'm like, <laughs> yes. Come out and say, yeah. <laughs> so those three, and I like it because they're very dynamic. I watched the ideas I was telling, and when we're talking on the phone, I said that's something. It is a one thing that I I usually want to make sure that my daughter knows is that um, 
daddy is there, he's going to protect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to tell her that. So when we work, sometimes she's like, I'm scared to go, there's a spider. I say, you know what daddy to do, will do to that spider. She said, what is daddy's going to do? She said, he's going to destroy it. She said, that's what she said. I said, yeah, I'm going to destroy them. So I because <laughs> Because the impact, and he's on the run, he's a, so the, the, the reason why I do that is because I was able to, uh, to hear from people's story about especially girls, right? Because mm-hmm. girls, you said that earlier, girls are attached to their father. And the first love of the life, most of the time, is the father. The male, that male figure is the father. Mm-hmm. They see father as a hero. And, and if the father doesn't demonstrate that heroism uh, to them, uh, it might feel that <coughs> they won't think that it's a father's fault because most of the time it's a father's fault. The kid, the kid never liked. Kid doesn't know, right? And then, they won't understand that like that. They will feel like they, they're not worth their dad because they see the dad is like a giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will feel like if this person that I admire, that I know is everything in front of me, that's what she believes, right? Yeah. If he doesn't give me that, maybe I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, and that's, that's usually, and it has a <coughs> huge impact on the, and that's, yeah. So I just, uh, I just wanted to, uh, to uh, also to come to this, you know, you said, when you started to uh, to meet, you were seeking for validation through men. Mm-hmm. So what was what was that? So what what do you mean by that? Yeah. So I also want to just touch on a couple things that you said because it was so good. Um, one, one thing that um, you know, with the whole friend kind of betraying that trust. Like at the end of the day, we have to understand that everything is nobody hurts us mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. yes and everybody's <coughs> operating out of their own belief systems yeah. out of their own paradigms ways of thinking ways that they've experienced and just that memory comes forward and so they act out of survival or whatever um, state they're in right and even with um, like me and my dad have a good relationship now and there's been a lot of shifting so I do want to just like add that in there is that things did come back together and have mm-hmm. really transformed. And also, we can only do so much too, right? Like, before the time a kid is like seven, eight years old, they, like, they believe that the world revolves around them, right? And how they perceive things is so important um, to just have conversations because there could be things that you you feel like you've done it completely right mm-hmm. like you're all the things you're doing like telling her you're going to destroy that spider like it, those things could be exactly what she's needed but however she perceives these things mm-hmm. is what is actually going to ripple out into her experience mm-hmm. and so i find just that open dialogue of understanding you know when parents say no why are they saying no rather mm-hmm. than like i was always told you know no because i said so and it's yeah. like well where like where's the understanding for them they just like oh this is bad but that's when we want to rebel and find out why but it's yeah. like when you can talk through those conversations and give like okay well this could happen or that could happen yeah. based on your choices like what do you want like giving them that free will and something else that came up was I was reading this story of you know when we feel so scared to let our kids be free Mm -hmm. I don't have kids yet but I when I get there Mm -hmm. it's like I always wonder like how would I react and respond and there was this couple who truly believed that that child that was theirs 
like that child chose them that child is like it's their experience not them to determine mm. what this kid does and it the kid was like barely walking mm. at this time and they were on the beach and he, the I, I don't remember if it was a little boy or a little girl but they're walking toward the ocean and the parents were like well should we go get him right because he's walking towards an ocean mm -hmm. like that could be scary what if he drowns what mm -hmm. if he trips falls what if he like, goes too far goes too yeah. far, right and they're like nope just let him be and they didn't take their eyes off of him and and he would just walk the shore all the way to the point where they almost didn't see him but anytime he turned back they would wave so that they he knew they were like we care about you we're watching you like we trust you mm -hmm. and giving them that free will to like experience life because when we hold that child back or tell them no they 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 don't get to experience a part of them that we mm -hmm. might be inhibiting mm -hmm. so i just found there there was so much good in what no, you that's saying. A, that's a, it's, it's good like that you said if it. you hold on too tight that's when they're gonna want the opposite but if you have just a little bit of guidance and love and you're like okay we're here but we're watching you yeah make good choices exactly and it's like yeah. a totally understandable for yeah. us to like get so scared yeah. want to control like and like every most people would probably just go run for the baby totally no come back no. and like get mad because they're scared yeah they don't want to assuming see their, they're gonna do something bad or get hurt right yeah. and and so it's like this battle that we have to have in the conversation with inside ourselves of how do we like allow that ebb and flow and just to trust so fully um but yeah, in that, like, to kind of redirect back to your yeah, yeah. question uh, around the external validation, like, yeah. I feel like that's where, you know, my perceived reaction to my dad leaving, like, although it was, you know, his way of trying to show, um, like, this is how I want respect, this is, you know, he was, the reason, like, he left was, you know, there was, a like, a lot of... Um, miscommunication miscommunication exactly a lot of misunderstanding and you know being a kid i wasn't i, I was no saint mm -hmm. i was a brat i was a rebel i <clears throat> didn't always listen and so for him to punish me was to take away his love and but he didn't realize that that's what he was doing but that's how i took it mm -hmm. was like oh if i'm not the way he wants me to be i'll be punished I'm not good enough. His love is taken away. Mm -hmm. And that's not at all how he perceived it, but that's how I took it. And so because we were both so stubborn, we went 10 years without trying to fix that relationship wow. because it was like, nope, if you're not going to show up the way I asked, you don't get to see me. And and like, how, well, old, <coughs> how old were you at the time? 12. Oh, 12. So mm. just, just just entering the teenage. Yeah. yeah. So you, you spoke to me twice here now. The first uh, when we were talking about a story of the kid at the beach going for, I thought you were talking to me. Mm -hmm. And and that particular story, I'm, I don't know, but I read something in the same line. Uh, because usually I, because I don't know if it's anxiety, right? So that you see, you look at Zoe, she wants to do something. And then I know she might hurt herself. Mm -hmm. And most of the time I try to stop her. Yeah, stop her from doing that. But yeah. maybe she won't hurt herself. Yeah. And, and if she does. And if she does hurt herself, she it's okay. Yeah. You know, we and were all kids. Yeah. We all hurt ourselves. I got <laughs> stitches like 15 times as a child. I'm still here alive. <laughs> I ran into a counter. I had to get my my forehead stitched yeah. closed. We're going to be okay, even if she does hurt herself. That's a, that's a, I thought you were talking directly to me because, uh, because Nancy. <laughs> well, she, it isn't to me because I don't have kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, no, honestly, it's true because, uh, 
I know Nancy, she's a sometime leave her do things. Uh, so, me, for instance. And you're more get, strict. Yeah, I'm very. I, I don't know if it's. A, yeah, I think I'm straight. I'm mm -hmm. straight. And then sometimes I ask myself, should I leave her? Because I can, Zoe can have this pen, and then I'll be worried that she will write on the. On the the couch yeah i'm the same way with my niece i'll be like oh my god what if she falls and the pen goes through her eyeball yes i imagine <laughs> crazy things. things that go through I her eyeballs, yeah. right like right. i need to stop watching tv because <laughs> <laughs> no it's true because you do that because you want to protect the yeah, person so much and that's like a form of your love yeah. yeah and then you don't know if you actually make doing any favor to that no. to your child it's like a disservice almost yeah right? that's a that's that's so that's i felt like with directly talking to me because I'm sh pretty sure if I was there, Nancy probably said, okay, now let, let, yeah, and let her go. Run after but I would her. say, no, no, no. Actually, what if she goes in the water? <laughs> she drowned there. I don't want to. And then, so, and then that's, uh, that's, that was the first time. And the second, when you were talking about when you have a kid that is a, a, a rebel and the father was thinking, okay, if you rebel, this just take my way, myself away from you. Mm -hmm. And um, I also felt like, damn, that sounds like, because, um, yeah, Zoe, she's still a baby, but she has a strong personality. Mm -hmm. She has a strong personality. Mm -hmm. And we, and me, for, for instance, I, I usually like to be very, very tough on her. Mm -hmm. and, and most of the time, I, I don't tell her because I say so, because I know usually when I say, don't do this, I tell her, okay, you're going to cut yourself. You want to cut it? And then I ask her, do you want to cut yourself? She said, no. I said, okay. So, and Zoe, she's that type of person that she will ask you why, all right? Mm -hmm. So, she likes to ask why for everything. So, we don't touch this paper. Why? Because, because I'm using it. I'm writing, I'm, using, I'm writing my note on it. So, if you take it away, I won't be able to write it. Do you want daddy to see write his note? She say yes, and then she goes, right? Mm -hmm. Zoe, don't, don't, don't bite the, uh, the, 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 the candy like that. You have to suck it. Don't bite it. Because they say, why? They say, because you're going to ruin your teeth. Mm -hmm. And then I show her pictures. I say, look at this picture. You want your teeth to be like that? She said, no, no. Yeah, show her pictures. And then she gets traumatized. Yeah. She go hide you herself. Can't be showing her pictures. Yeah. I show stuff. picture of kids that are settled down. No, I show a picture of that. Oh my god. I said, She's never gonna touch Kitty again. And then she runs exactly. And sometimes I have to do that. That's what I want. Yeah. Sometimes I have to. I don't know if it's like because you know parenting. I don't know if there's like a. Manual, because my there's fear, no manual on parenting, but yeah. you just got to do what works for you. Yeah, that's a and that's a fear because you worry what's the kid is gonna. Yeah. Because you worry about not today, you worry about tomorrow. And yeah. sometimes we make decision today, we don't think of tomorrow. We don't know yeah. the long effect of that decision. Mm -hmm. So that's why I felt like you were talking to me directly. Mm -hmm. I can, I promise you, I will change that. Mm -hmm. no, I will leave her even at the park. I go yeah. with her at the park. She's sliding, I'm scared. I come close to more to the slide where she slides, I can hold her right away. Mm -hmm. And even when I put her on the swing, when she goes, and then I'm worried that I can push her, and then the swing goes, and then she stays. <laughs> so I just, I, so I, I just felt like you were talking to me. I just felt like you were talking to me directly. So, the, so when I, how I reach out to you, I said earlier that we're going to talk how I reach out to you, is a DJ Rudell. He was a DJ on my wedding. I know him from before. He's like, when I was going out, he was like, 
the guy that was, it was like because I, I used to enjoy <laughs> let's put it like that oh, you're gonna write on your okay. arm again <laughs> I used to it's not click there's yeah, no click yeah, I never know and this is my sweater <laughs> no basically <laughs> and then you're gonna blame Zoe yeah. <laughs> he's gonna no. have it like all over his arm no, you're gonna so blame. what did you do to my shirt no, I'm gonna blame actually Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know how to who to blame usually is we blame on COVID all the time. So, <laughs> COVID, COVID is the reason why. No, yeah. So I wrote to DJ Rudell and then one day he messaged me. He said, man, I w- I'm going to be around Barry because <clears throat> I have this friend of mine. She has an event and that she's organizing. I'll probably come to DJ there. So I will let you know. I'm not sure yet, but I will let you know. And then I said, oh, cool. When, whenever you... you if you come, just come by. And they say, okay. Because he was, he was, he was saying that to come once in case he, he can stop by. Yeah. Make, he loves to make more than one thing happen. Yeah. To make it more productive. Yeah. He has to leave his yeah. Yeah. I have to go so far. Might as well yeah. Let me just stop. knock off as many of these yeah. items as I can. Yeah. No, he's a very... He's a, I like him because he's genuine. He's an authentic guy. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to someone that is... A guy, he's not here. He lives in the state now. So he mm-hmm. just comes in the summer for wedding session mm-hmm. with people booking for wedding and then when it's done because he wants to pursue the career as a career as a musician mm-hmm. as a, an artist he's a producer yeah. producer he's actually, actually been producer. He's a producer. Big things in Atlanta yeah he does big things but I see him with T.I. I was like man damn, don't oh, forget wow. that I knew you don't, don't forget when you <laughs> don't forget when, to come to Angus yeah don't forget don't forget and <laughs> we then, got friends out here <laughs> <laughs> and then one day he told me um Actually, bro, I, I should tell you that these girls, she's she can be a powerful person for a podcast. I think you should try to talk to her. And then I said, "Why?" Well, and then he told me that because right now you you talk about uh, sex traffic, uh, human traffic, or something like that. And then I said, "Wow." I said, "Yeah, that can be interesting." But I don't know. She, she, will she be able to come on the podcast? I said, "Yeah, let me ask her." I said, "Please ask her. Tell her that I want to connect with her. She's okay. Give me <clears throat> and." He, he sent me the number. No, he didn't send me the number. I think he gave me. A, it was probably an Instagram. How I reached out to you? No, it was it was a phone number. number. Phone number. Yeah, yeah. He gave me the phone number, and then I I was able to talk to you on the phone. We spoke, and then it was so organic and so like it looks like we knew each other before we were talking on the phone. And then I and then I reached out to AMS. I told AMS that I, I have a, a potential guest. She didn't confirm, and then and it will be good that if you're there I want you to be there because I'm not that educated you know what EMS did <laughs> she made me watch oh, I told that her. made me cry I swear to God <laughs> I maybe, told her I'm gonna send it to her too maybe maybe I will say no I'm telling you that movie made me cry mm-hmm. it made me cry mm-hmm. like I will tell you the sequence where this young little girl she I you give you goosebumps I have goosebumps. Jeez, I have goosebumps. The Jeez. hair is sticking up. I see. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, I have goosebumps. Yeah. Because that little girl, she was in high school and... She was 12, I think. Yeah. 11 or 12. Her father, I think her mom was already dead, passed on, and she was only with the father. And then Oh, she, her name is Nadia. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... The, so just quickly, it's a, it's the movie is like about multiple different ages stories, getting human yeah. trafficked. So one of them is is this one but it's like different ages and their viewpoints and then they approach girls like modeling her she she wanted to model because mm-hmm. she was young fresh yeah. beautiful and she thought girl. it would get it out of their like little poor town yes and, and she's and then 
And they always speak to the needs. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how she got seduced. Yeah. Her father said, no, you have to stay home, blah, blah, blah. And then she thought her father hated her. No, not hated her, but she thought that her father wasn't making enough effort for her. He said, no, mommy died because of you, blah, blah, blah. And then you tell that one day she left the house. And then she left. They made her, they made her passport. And then she left completely. The, it was, I think, Hungary, I believe, Hungary, in Budapest, to go to, uh, to New York. Wait. So she, did, she literally moved from Europe to New York. And least. she just ran away from her dad. And, from and she's, I think she was 16, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, then, and then she's, uh, and that was one sequence that touched me because when she got in the car, she met this woman who was a, an adult now. She had a daughter. But she was a single mom. She, her daughter was with her own, with her mom, so with her grandmother. And then she was working at the bar. And then this man came, good-looking guy, started to like talk to her. She was a little, she was in her guard, right? Because maybe because of experience, past experience. And then eventually she started to love the guy. Mm-hmm. And then the guy said, "Okay, we're gonna take you." And then he took her to the U.S. And then that's how things changed. The guy was selling her. So as soon as he dropped, he dropped her there. He collected in front of her. The guy came <coughs> from the guy that was smiling all the time and the boss on the way to the place to change it completely, ignoring her. He look, she's looking at him. She's like, "Where are you going? Come!" And then he doesn't even. And then he takes the money and then he goes. Yeah, just so cold. And it was, uh, it was where he opened my eyes, and uh, it, it, to understand. Uh, human traffic because human traffic is a big thing. <laughs> I, I definitely did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we know that because you watch movie, but you don't really understand the impact of human until mm-hmm. you watch that. And how you, it can happen. I cry. So the, the, the it's yeah. part one and two. How do you call that? It's human traffic. It's just called human trafficking, but it's a. It was actually a movie it's with a, the Christopher Plummer. Um, the girl from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. I can't remember her name now. I'm so bad with names. Uh, I just, uh, I uh, it was just, uh, not Lisa Kudrow, but the other one in Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, but they were the main two, um, in it. And I told Elve, like I, the movie, I think came out in 2005. Five. Ever since then, I cannot get that out of my mind. And it has changed the way that like I go out into the world, you know, even as an adult, it can happen to, anybody yeah. man or woman really you know there's if there's a market for that kind of person you better believe they're gonna try to come get you yeah so that's uh, that's where i wanted to uh, to to, uh, to talk but i remember you, yeah you, i may want to make it clear you told me on the phone you were not trafficked yeah like i guess there's depending on your definition of human trafficking and there are so many different categories of human trafficking like sex trafficking is a whole industry of its own and then there's like organ trafficking which there's a lot of things like that where that's what i refer not to interrupt in cameroon when we talk about human traffic we talk about organs Mm. Oh, to me, human trafficking is sex trafficking. Yes, yeah. this yeah. is this, this is not American. This is not American perception. Yeah. That's funny because I was gonna say that earlier, but I said so maybe I will say that later. Yeah. Until she mentioned that in Cameroon, for example, when we talk about human traffic, is like selling bones, selling mm. people's hearts, selling. Oh parts of the human it's crazy so there's definitely different variations and i think there's at least six different types of trafficking like one of them is even people like workers Mm -hmm. people will leave their country because they're promised a job here and then they are actually just like 
forced to do forced labor. Forced to do labor, yeah. and they don't receive anything or like <clears throat> brutally beaten. Like it's yeah. there's a lot to it. But in regards to sex trafficking, like yeah, it's actually like the highest form of trafficking, and it is everywhere. And Barrie is actually one of the worst places mm-hmm. for it. It's a great hub. Mm-hmm. Um, Barrie, mm-hmm. Barrie, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's very very high for that, and like even. In uh, 2019, Barry was ranked one of the worst places in the world, like one of, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. to live as a woman. Mm-hmm. And like, it's crazy. Like, there's so many different He's reasons like, why. Let me write down Never Live in Barry. No, just, uh, just, uh, that's Let's never drive through there. I'm not going to survive here, man. I'm not going to survive. I'm trying to to delude myself as much as I can. (laughs) Zoe and Nancy are never allowed to go to Barry. (laughs) If anything, they are... They, I have a tracking device <laughs> everywhere they go. Air tags on everybody. You know, I can, I can see myself be the guy in taking Liam Nielsen. I can see myself be that yeah. guy. No, no I'm, I'm talking yeah. honestly. Like, I would be. Around. If someone I'm, tried to hurt my I'm, niece. I'm that type of guy. When I look at Liam Nielsen, have you ever watched a movie taken? Yeah. When he beat those guys, I'm like should. so satisfied. I'm like, this is how I beat the guy too. <laughs> so you know, because sometimes you watch movie the way that they beat the guy yeah. down field, you're like, you're like, oh, he didn't beat really the way. Yeah. So Liam Nielsen, when he beat the guy, break his hand and all that. Yeah. I'm like, Liam Nielsen, you are the good guy. Good job, yeah. man. Good job. You do exactly what I've done. <laughs> We'll have you next. <laughs> <laughs> Teach us how to break people's hands. <laughs> Elevate needs it if he has to go to Barry. <laughs> yeah. Which is very close, so you better get here quick. It's only 17 minutes. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yes. To, uh, yeah, you were talking about the different, the different variants of uh, human traffic. Um, yeah, so what what's the, the one, for instance, that you were more exposed that you can talk more about? Yeah. Yeah, so it actually rings really close to my heart because there are so many ways. And one of the things is they people like that, and no matter what trafficking industry, they go after the people. They speak to their needs. If mm-hmm. they need money, if they need safety, if they need a boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know, or you confidence, know, com- reassurance, anything, they yeah. will speak to that need, and they're very well mm-hmm. able to depict what that is before they even approach somebody. They mm-hmm. just know what to look for, and so it's actually it's like a hunting ground, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's we tend to shut these things off and go through our life very blindsided and don't want to see because we don't know how to react Mm -hmm. necessarily like just like for example when you're walking down the street and there's a homeless person like a lot of people just keep going because they don't know what to do like oh if i give money am i hurting them more if i give money like is this gonna say that this is okay i have a story about this Right, and there's yeah, yeah. It's, it's just fun. when you talk, it's just a, I have a beautiful, I have not a, a funny story about this. I'm like, I was in, in, in uh, King Wellington, somewhere in downtown mm-hmm. King Street or something, <clears throat> and then I was at the restaurant and then I bought food for myself. I was with friends, we bought food, and it was this guy sitting, a homeless guy sitting outside, you know, food, on, and it would, and then I ordered two, so mm-hmm. I ordered for myself, and then when I finished. I took my, I gave him his, mm. and we, I walk away with my friend. Mm. And then my friend, he's like, very Canadian, like very Canadian. <laughs> he told me that, bro, he said, I know you're a nice guy, but this guy can use it against you. That's why we don't give them nothing. I said, what do you mean? 
He said, you can see that food was poisoned when you give it to him and he make money off you. I ran back and said, oh, bro, sorry, sorry. I think I did a mistake. That's why I came to him. I said, sorry. Don't let people stop you from being yeah. kind. <laughs> I know. I, have to, I went to him. I Aww. said, sorry, I did a mistake, man. I just, look, I, the reason why I brought food is because we're in front of the restaurant and I wanted to. But my friend is telling me you can come back to me and say that food was poison oh he said goodness. no no why I'm not gonna say he looked at me with that eyes he said what would no. I say and then I no I, I left him the food I left Good. but it was just uh, just to to, uh, to come up to where you say no, you totally. yeah. well, and sometimes people just need like uh, I see you I hear you yeah. I wanna know are you okay yeah. Right? Yeah. like that's all sometimes we need to do to just but we get so caught up in not knowing what to do that we don't do anything right mm-hmm. and that wasn't your case, but that's a lot of people's case, right? Where they just, with the trafficking industry, people pretend like it doesn't exist because they don't want to believe that it's true. Mm-hmm. Or they'll keep their you know kids so safe that they don't ever get the exposure to end life. To figure out. Right. Maybe this, these are the things I should watch out for. Yeah. 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 And actually a quick point I wanted to touch on um, just about um, the children and is if we can teach them to know and have this trust within themselves mm-hmm. that they can listen to their body when mm-hmm. something is not okay when when they're when yeah. something is okay like if they can be able to decipher that difference if you know that they trust themselves yeah. more than anything else they will always even if they fall down for a while they'll know within themselves that they can get back up mm-hmm. right um but anyways back on topic <clears throat> Yeah, um, it's definitely been a huge um, pain uh, that gets triggered in my heart because there are so many variations to it. And and for me, it was that boyfriend experience. You know, I fell in love with somebody and, you know, they proposed this opportunity for me to make some money. And, you know, that promise of a better life, that promise Mm -hmm. of, you know, a better future for us and all these things. And at that time it really destroyed me because it was like I was already I didn't trust men I didn't trust women and then all of a sudden like this was the only person that I truly ever loved and for them to build such a deep sense of trust within me to then shatter that really destroyed me and I went on a downward spiral because I wasn't stable enough to know who I was to allow that to just shake off that opinion because there are women out there that'll be like like hell to that like mm-hmm. no way yeah. like get lost homie right yeah. like they would totally just move on but because i was at a point in my life where i was just so broken and so numb yeah. inside i was 18 years old and you know i was just at such a dark place in my journey and for for that to happen i ended up leaving that relationship but I pursued that world and but at that time I was just so cold so shut off I knew that the person Mm -hmm. I did it with they had no emotional connection to me so I knew they couldn't control me whereas if I had stayed with him and done it I knew that the power that he had over me because of my love because we are weak when it comes to love um, which is not a bad thing, but at that, that I knew that would have been a really destructive. Can you way. can you detail when you said a power? Was that like go asking you to go work 
and then give him money. Is that those type of things? Yeah, it would exactly. It would have come back to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he would have taken it all, probably, and then given her whatever, whatever he felt she deserved. Yeah, and and maybe he would have given me half or whatever that yeah. was. Like, is violence included in that? Violence, in case you don't want to, is that does that trans? Because at at the stage it was more love because you were loving him. But do you do you think that violence was also involved in this? So in case you you didn't probably work as you, you should. Yeah, I felt like if I didn't listen, like it yeah, yeah. could have been really bad, right? Like okay. I didn't, I didn't know. Like there was just he had a lot of his own demons, a lot of his yeah, own. Yeah, you never know inner workings, right? And mm-hmm. so for me, it just really spun me off the deep end. But I know that person. He's actually come back into my life recently. Like we have mm-hmm. like a weird history where. Mm-hmm. our soul keeps bringing us back together and that's mm-hmm. been a lesson for me like the second time he came back into my life was three years later I'd actually had an accident and my life like rewinded me three years in mm-hmm. time to be like are you gonna like I had through that accident I really developed um, a belief in myself mm-hmm. because I was like it was a near-death experience it was like okay if this is like if I'm here right now like I'm not going to end up in a better place until I really understand what's going on inside of me. And it was all down to my belief in myself. Mm -hmm. It was all down to no confidence and taking everybody else's opinion as valid rather than understanding who I really was. And so at that point, I had built up enough power and strength within myself, confidence to, I was on my own spiritual journey that when he showed up again, I had more belief in myself that I actually made the different decision to Mm -hmm. not pursue that path Mm -hmm. and then our relationship like it just kind of phased out of my life Mm -hmm. and then recently he just showed up again and it was actually like an opportunity for me it's like well I already know my worth like Mm -hmm. if you're coming back into my life like don't think that you're coming to me the same way that you used to Mm -hmm. and it was also like I got an understanding of his side of the story because I healed through knowing that well i know where he like kind of comes from i know his belief systems i know the Mm -hmm. people he was like raised by like i have this understanding of why he did the things he did because of my own personal development and understanding human behavior Mm. yeah but then actually being faced with him and his side was like oh like he actually was like maybe not to the extent seeing me the way that i thought he was seeing me Mm. it was like this was a survival technique for him rather yeah. than just like saying, Hey, this is what I want you to do. It's more like he's got that like brain that's very analytical. He's very intelligent. How can we make you money and get you what you need to do? And fast money was his way of knowing how to do things. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be like, hear how hurt he was and how much it broke me to go from every day we were talking and then all of a sudden I'm gone because I literally just ran mm-hmm. away. It gave me an insight to being like, wow, like he's human too and he mm-hmm. made a mistake and maybe I actually <clears throat> perceived it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean I'm going to jump back into a relationship yeah. with this person, but it actually brought a deeper level of healing to be like, wow, like maybe he actually did love me and wasn't actually trying. And yeah. that's not the case. I spoke before. about that in the podcast actually, yeah. one episode when I was talking <clears throat> about understanding the reason, the why of people action. Mm-hmm. So it helps you, once you understand the reason why people are doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, it can help you empathize with them easily Definitely. because now you will, you will put yourself in the shoe to understand if you will be 
if you will do the same if you were in the position mm-hmm. you were in. I think it, I, sorry to cut you off no. but also I, I find when you have that conversation even if it's a good or a bad one to have the understanding helps you in your journey yeah, heal and then you can also forgive to, to heal you more forgive yourself yeah. forgive yeah. him because subconsciously you go through these traumas and you think yeah you know i didn't have that conversation and this whole time your perception is different than his perception yeah. and until you have that clarity on both sides that you both come together and you're like this is my side this is your side these are potentially our understandings it does help i find to let go of what happened so you can actually heal and move on because now you know what actually happened as opposed to just your perception definitely your perception can make it seem like it's your own fault and then you Mm. hold on to that you're like oh i'm such a failure i shouldn't have done this and you have all these regrets when really it was potentially him giving you that guide to make money because he thought that's what you needed not maybe it's because he wanted you to do it to give him the money you know you never know these things either exactly right and sometimes we aren't even given that gift of having the yeah. other person's perception yeah. come into it's understanding right so we have to find that on our own of just yeah. understanding what we do know about them or about people in general yeah because then it can still bring some sense of healing mm-hmm. but yeah it was like a really profound opportunity yeah. to be able to have that experience yeah. and that's not the case for everybody yeah. there are people who are literally just out there because this is like this is their their way like it, it does come down to the fact that everybody's doing it based out of their own understanding their yeah. own way of being raised and taught things um, but some people aren't necessarily actually traffic yeah well people are trafficked in in ways that are just gruesome and totally like wrong right and that they will never that person may never actually do their own journey work and inner work Mm -hmm. and or have the opportunity to heal and move on exactly right there are a lot of people you know and it it's definitely like we can't just have this hope and uncertainty of like oh maybe they will come back right like we have to be able to allow that time to move on and to heal Um, there are a lot of people out there that struggle a lot and are just kidnapped and taken and brutally beaten right and and are not given anything they're just held up in rooms yeah so we get it that's the point that it was good he was this one of point that part so that's so when you you uh how can you so I want okay. So I want you, if you can, take us a little bit to understand what are the approach that are usually taken to convince. Besides, yes, well, the story. ones that you might know about, not necessarily. Yeah, the one that you might, yeah, the, yeah, the one that you might know about. Yeah. So the the beside the, the love, because the love usually is like you 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 use you use your feelings are used in order to manipulate yeah. you. That part <clears> is quite is is very understanding, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know that I necessarily have enough understanding to be yeah. able to really touch on all the different ways. Like, I really only have my own experience uh, yes. of what I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely resources out there and opportunities where you can, like, I did a few certifications to, like, you know, understand ways to look for. I would definitely need to revamp and mm-hmm. refresh. No, my I, I guess, on that. Yeah, that's okay. I guess my question is uh, who is more likely, yeah, if I can put it like that, who is more likely to be, uh, uh, in your opinion, your target can be an easy target? 
Yeah, well, I feel like it's really people who just don't, like they're looking for that external validation or Mm -hmm. when it comes to sex trafficking, like a lot of the time, like there's people that are in it and are like proud and happy to be doing the work that they're doing. Like if you think of a stripper, for example, like, you know, there are a lot of cases where those women are not doing it for the right reasons, but there are other people that are empowered doing it. Mm Like they have their own views on it. But I feel like those that really are not like they know inside of them that they're crying themselves to sleep they are not happy with what they're doing they are you know living in fear more than anything it's really a lot of insecurity is what that target is is just yeah needing to fix fill a void fix something have some external validation and that's when they really get coursed and and uh, really trained into walking down that path right Mm -hmm. it's when we can and that's why i like i don't really speak to the trafficking side of things but i speak more to empowering women empowering people in general Mm -hmm. men as well about the power of believing in ourselves because if we believe in ourselves yeah self-confidence like if you know your worth and you know who you are you're not going to let anybody tell you who you are that's when i was mentioning that there are women out there that would be like hell no like who do you think you are walk up out of my life right Mm -hmm. like there, there's women that won't accept that. There's men that wouldn't accept that. Yeah. But it's those who struggle with confidence, who don't know who they are, mm-hmm. who have been constantly seeking some external validation to know who they are, that are more susceptible to falling into that mm-hmm. pattern and to, into that industry. And, you know, it really comes back to building yourself back up and sometimes that takes isolation and anytime I've had crazy transformations in my life it's because I've isolated myself I've taken in a lot of the teachings a lot of the mentorship a lot of the insights and tools that I've learned and then I go inward I go back into okay well where is my voice Mm -hmm. what resonates with me and what doesn't because Mm -hmm what works for you what may not work for Mm -hmm. me or you right Mm -hmm. like we learn differently we understand things differently we gravitate to different things so it's really just cultivating this belief inside yourself knowing who you are what you love what lights you up and when we can Mm -hmm. like abraham hicks is um a channel that comes through this woman called Esther Hicks and it's like mm. God source whatever speaking through her and it's just this collective of energy consciousness and they always say like fall follow the good feeling mm. if it doesn't feel good don't allow it don't, don't. keep going mm-hmm. down that path yeah. and it's not that we have to be so positive there's no negative the contrast shows us what we don't want and so that contrast of living a life in so much pain mm-hmm. hating myself looking in the mirror and just being what are you doing with your life like mm. destroying me internally led me to you know have to go through so many things that were so destructive that broke me down to the point where i almost lost my life Mm -hmm. because my body couldn't handle it anymore Mm -hmm. right our body is so intelligent and it shows Mm -hmm. us like this is not working you mentioned something that was uh also interesting if i would say that is uh when you said it's still some that are doing that they know that definitely know what they're doing they enjoy doing that so yeah. it's, the, it's the choice to do it those 
we don't have to say anything because we we, we yeah, nobody to judge. That's where they do with them. To do but I'm talking about do. people that are actually doing it because they're forced in any way, physically, yeah. mentally. I think whatever. it's also those who have addictions. Yeah, they use that against them. People who are addicted Which to is drugs or alcohol. Body. If you're addicted, not that I've been a, addicted. Yeah. But I've seen addiction, you know, it really takes over your mind, your body, yeah. your soul. There is no way to break that cycle yeah. unless that person gives everything in them to help break it. Yeah. And people will play into that weakness of yours. Mm. They'll see, hey, you know, she's addicted to this. She's addicted to that. Let me offer mm. to pay for this for her if she yeah. does this in return. Yeah. And they'll know that they're completely engulfed with this addiction yeah. and it's so hard to break an addiction when you have someone who fully funds your addiction mm. and to them you know maybe having sex with some people in the daytime to them they're like oh that's not a big yeah, deal to me prep. if i get my drugs to them they might not even care but they're they're so addicted and their mind's not in the right place mm. that they'll never even know fully the scope of what's happening to them. Yeah, that does actually lead to my question. That's a good point because my question was, uh, what are the signs to know? Because the people that do that because they like it and people that they do that because they force it anyways. So what are the signs to know that, okay, let's say I'm a, a random person. I go out a street club, see. How can I identify, oh, this person is probably in you know, traffic? Well, what are the differences? Not that you're asking me. I know yeah. you're asking Ashley. But <laughs> no, but it's a conversation we can all, yeah. Yeah, can. I think it's it's kind of hard to say that you can recognize it. Okay. Because, you know, it could also be that they're forcing you to look like you're enjoying your life. And mm. if you show any signs of your displeasure, they could beat you, they could kill you, they could starve you, they can, you know, have people rape you or, you know, sexually assault like you. Like that movie, there, they yeah, were saying, we're going to kill your family, things. we're going to kill your family. Yeah, if you don't look like you're enjoying it, you never know. Yeah. But like Ashley was saying, you really just have to go with your gut. Your gut will lead you in the right direction. If you feel that you're talking to someone and the energy they're giving off to you is, yeah, this is great. But really, you know there's something mm, off. Yeah, You should follow your gut. Because I was telling Ashley in the car, you know, a neighbor on my street, I won't say which one. And I... No, just you don't have to say I'm just going to start by saying, I don't actually know. I, it's just my feeling. And I just yeah. felt like I needed to do something to make sure. Because you never know. Um I thought the children were being abused and I felt like, you know, the kids weren't allowed outside and you would hear them banging on the walls. And to me, as someone who watches a lot of TV, I'm like, mm, that it might starts. not be normal. Maybe they're like chained to the walls. You don't actually know, right? Mm. I never see them outside and you just get that thought. You're like, what if something's happening and you don't say something and it gets worse? How are you going to leave with it? So... Yeah. I called the children's, I don't know what they're called. Children is society. Yeah, thank you. I called them and they said, unless you see something or you know the school they go to and their names, like they can't do anything. And I just felt so sad because, you know, if something was actually happening to them, A, I would never have access to knowing their names mm. because they're never going to be outside. Mm. 
And B, why would they tell me their name? That's like the first thing you teach your children is don't talk to strangers. And then how would I ever know, because I'm never inside their home, to even feel like if something is happening, you can help them because you'll never know. We're talking about that last last time, the last episode that we did about this little kid in Netflix, Haran Hernandez. What's that, Haran? Gabriel Fernandez. Gabriel Fernandez. So this kid was... Have you ever watched that? No. Oh my god, Please I'm gonna watch send it. this to you too. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna I cry. Me all the you're, no, gonna, you're gonna, you're cry. gonna ball your eyes I'm out. I'm telling you, you will. But it, it, one of the best documentaries I've watched. No, that movie cut my heart. Yeah. Like, it cut so, like, the quick overview of this little boy is he lived with his mother and her boyfriend, and they were abusive to him. They would make him make him eat cat litter, they would lock him in a closet, um, like a little cupboard. They would beat him and not his, any of his other siblings. Mm-hmm. And then his siblings would sneak food to him. And when they would catch them, they would beat the siblings. And then he ended up dying. Wow. Yeah. That's a real And answer. the teacher tried to report it. And that's just what So the teacher was reporting it because he was she was seeing all these bruises on him. Mm-hmm. And they investigated and they were like, oh, he's fine. But then it ended up being that they never actually did anything. Mm-hmm. So it's. To me, I feel like it's awful when children go to the correct people for help yeah. or people are reporting things that they see about children who can't defend themselves. Yeah. And for the children who actually need that help, it's not given because why would I know the child's name? If I'm telling you, I'm hearing children banging constantly all day. To me, that would equate to maybe someone contacting them. Like they, This is their address. I can tell you where they live. Yeah. This is what I've seen. This is what I hear. But I'm not seeing the abuse, and I don't know their name, and I don't know their school. But why would yeah, any a, person know that about a child they have no connection to? That's a system. It's almost like you have to be a stalker of that child yeah. and do yeah. illegal things to get that information yeah. in order to help them. Unfortunately, that's uh, that's exactly what happened with that little boy. Uh, there was a yeah. report. The teacher reported so many yeah, times. So many times. And they went there in the house. They asked a question. There's something that I understand. How can you put the kid in front of the parent? And, and I then see question the kid. Him. How are you yeah. doing? You right? think that yeah, what do you think, think the kid gonna... would say? Yeah. And, and I think, and this actually makes me because I know if one day I'm going to commit a crime is by seeing someone hurting yeah. kid. Because as a kid, yeah. My younger brother can testify that I hated when my younger brother was beating the so the one I hated when the oldest beats or like bullied the bullied. youngest. I yeah. hate that, and he's, I always been like that since kid. So and then I know internally in my heart that if I gonna hurt someone in my life, it would be over a kid. Yeah. No, I know that for sure because I'm not a type of guy if that. If someone would ever see, touched my niece, I would. I cannot see a man. I don't care no. if he's your kid. Oh, yeah. I, I would kill anybody. I was like my sister. Me. I was the one that was allowed to torment my sister, but anyone Nobody else, else. Fuck with her. Yeah. I, will I will kill you. Chase you down. I will find yes, you down. That's what my it sister, is. she'd yeah. like, be careful. I have a sister. And I'd be ready every time. No. Literally, my sister would come running to me just because she yes. knew I could scare people. Because here, here, <laughs> here, here in Canada, there's this fear to help people because of the backlash, right? Yeah. I remember many, many years ago, maybe five, six years ago, I was in the bus, DTC bus. Yeah. And there was this little girl, when I say little girl, she's a teenager, right? She was talking to another woman, a mob, insulting, cursing her out in the bus. Mm. I was standing up, and then she was cursing. Nobody was doing nothing. 
The mom was responding that I feel bad. I feel sorry for your own parent talking to me like this. Man, she's a, talking to a random like, stranger like that. Yeah, she was a woman that she doesn't know in the bus. I don't oh, know how the fight started. It was her mom. No, it wasn't her mom. Wow. It was a woman that could be her mom. It was an yeah. older woman, mm. and she was a teenager. She cursed that woman out, talking oh to each all those things, right? And then at some point, I was standing. The woman, the mom was there beside me. Not too far. I was standing. She was close to me. So in order to get to the woman, she has to go through me, right? So, and then the young lady, teenager, she's the one, when the mom was saying, I feel bad for you. I will pray for you. And then she said, which people have beat your ass? And then she's trying to come to actually punch the old, ah. the woman. Mm. And I was there. Mm. And I said, hey, and then I pushed her. I said, hey, go, go there. You can stay there. And then. She I hit saw, the lady? No, she didn't hit her because I was standing oh, there. Oh, you stopped her. Yeah, she came and then I pushed her and said, hey, hey, hey. I said, hey, hey, move away there. Because it started to piss me off. And I, I was quiet the whole time yeah. until she came. And I said, hey, hey, push. And then she got, I, I think she got the message from my hand. And then... Well, I'm not going to lie. If you were pushing me away, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> 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 I'm going to her, but not you. No, no basically what happened is everybody was oh, calling the bus. Need, like his pinky finger. No, it was so really... Flying. It was really... Just look at me. No, no, I can't. I can I usually tend not to use a strand. My strand, I don't do want to do that. But the part that was... Shocking is when the woman actually spoke to me. She said, "Thank you so much, right?" Yeah. And then, and then I noticed in the bus, people nobody was doing because they were like, "We don't want to do anything because we don't want to do." And then we get a lawsuit because, because I didn't push her, so she came. She was coming. I say, "Hey, hey, hey!" I put my hand. I said, yeah, "Move but away." That could yeah, and yeah. then they could say, "Oh, maybe the man she, beat the child." Yeah, dumping. And then yeah. I was just like, "Because Good thing I was shocked." Cameras in the buses. I was shocked because at that time. Yeah, because no, it was just, uh, it was just, uh, it was just. To see, to tell, to tell yeah. how we so afraid mm-hmm. yeah. to report things that I think are going it's wrong. Very subjective too, though. If you know that you can take that person on, I think you're more inclined to help someone. Oh yeah. If so it like for an experience for me, I was in a club and I was in my early twenties, and there was a guy who wanted my phone number, and I said no. But, you know, back then, obviously being from Rexdale, I had a little bit of an attitude, so I'm sure I wasn't, like, super nice. Yeah, you didn't speak that. But I wasn't ever scared to be like, no, I don't want to give you my number. I was never, I wouldn't be like, no, let me give you a fake one. I, just no. I'm allowed to say no, and yeah, that's yeah, enough. Yeah. And he didn't like that I said no, and then he pushed my face. And I was like, who the fuck do you think you are touching me? Yeah. So I did it right back. And, like, I could have just... But like no walk away yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day this whole situation is not my fault and i'm not taking blame for blame, it no, but you can't don't touch me yeah. no, no. then he got mad that i did it back to him and he grabbed me by the back of my hair he pulled me down and he started beating the daylights out of me in the club and nobody beating the shit out of him and my friends that were with me were all like six five plus yeah, yeah, yeah. he was there maybe was like five eight he was tiny so it was like to me, like all of my friends just swarmed. There was just a whole group, then security came, and then there was a woman security guard, and they told me after, the men security guard were not allowed to touch me, even to help me, to pull me away, because if they accidentally touched me somewhere in, like, inappropriate to it. pull me away, that I could say they sexually assaulted me. Yeah, so yeah. if they were trying to pull me away, See, then they grabbed my that's chest. That's why it's difficult. And I thought that was insane. I'm like, 
there's men beating me and he was holding on to my hair. So all the punches going to him, I was also getting from everybody, everybody around him. Then the security guard finally freed me. And then the guy was threatening me. He was like going like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to find you. And I'm like laughing, like, okay, try to find me, you know, like thinking I'm like in touch, untouchable, but really I just, I wasn't scared. I'm like, who who do you think you are acting like this all over a phone number? Like, Then he ended up, because he threatened me, they they refused to let him leave. They called the police. We had to go to court. We had a trial. It was insane. Wow, it was a serious thing. Yeah. I had to watch the video and explain the video of him beating the shit out of me to everybody in court. And I think it's, it's very subjective because... In that situation, my friends didn't want to have to come to court. They didn't want to have to testify. I had to do it myself. Yes. I was there alone, even though in the moment they were helping me, like beating yes. the shit to that guy to get yeah. him off of me. But they also don't want to be... Well, did they beat, they beat the guy? The security? Yeah, but yeah. in return, they didn't want to talk to the police. They didn't want to give statements because like that could stay on their record. Yeah, yeah. They could potentially then get charged for doing something. You know, If you're yes. seeing someone get beaten... You're gonna want to help them. You're not gonna stand still. That's a, that's a, my my question. So I think honest. that it's very that's subjective. I th- I think people are more inclined to know if they're gonna be safe in the situation, especially nowadays because companies fire people over just being involved in something that wasn't even your fault, and yeah. you never know how it's how that ripple effect is gonna happen for you. And you know, being good and helping people is not the same as it was back in the day. Now it's like, okay, well, I did the right thing. But you did the right thing and you worked for our company, but we have to let you go because it makes us look bad. It, there's a lot of things that could happen to someone. So that means that technically we, we cannot help because we, if, if you want to help someone who is in a situation of emergency that needs you help so bad and then you have to do math in your head. Okay, yeah. would I have to do this like this. Yeah. Should I do this? If I don't do this, I might yeah. be charged or for this. Does this person have That's a gun? Really is he holding a weapon? Can he kill me? Can he hurt me? Yeah. You know, I have a family to think about. There's lots of things that go through people's mind that stops them from helping people but i do think that people who help people still have those same feelings but i think it's just in the moment it's very subjective for for me if i'm seeing two grown men like 300 pounds fighting i'm not getting involved i'm gonna call the police and be like come get them i wouldn't ever try to stop it no absolutely not not. but if i'm seeing two little kids fighting yeah okay let me break them up and let's move on you know it's yeah it's a fear it's yeah. just the fear of liability where you're scared to uh, to uh, to uh, to show our face because we live in a society where think people can easily try to make money off any situation yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that's usually why people yeah. are scared they say I don't want to get involved you see somewhere I'm sure a lot of people were with you and this happened in every aspect yeah. of life yes yeah, but even when you're talking about racism People know racism exists, but it will stay quiet. Mm-hmm. They know that they, they know it's a bad thing, but it will stay quiet because yeah. it's not because it's not of my business. It's bad what they're doing, but it's, I don't want to see anything. Mm-hmm. So it's just unfortunate where the situation where the, uh, talking to come back to human trafficking is you can. I'm sure they signs. I'm sure because when you watch the movie, that movie, yeah, for example, there's certain girl that were trying to give signs. signs to people, but people weren't getting the sign. It was like, I'm not, can you help me? Imagine someone look at you at the time, look at you as a hero. Like someone that's like, I relied on you now to make a decision to save me. Mm-hmm. And, and 
because you're afraid that you're gonna be charged, you're gonna be, you can't do anything. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it's not your fault, but it can live with you too. Yeah, I think there's signs. You know, I obviously am not like a trained professional to say yeah. what the signs are, but I think it's also good to just be aware of your surroundings when you're with people or people are coming up to you in a different manner than, you know, normal people would come up to you. Mm. You know, it, you just have to go with your gut. Mm. And if you think someone needs help, even if they say to you, I need help or not, you can find a way to ask them. Or, you know, I saw a video on TikTok. It's probably going to sound so stupid, but it was about <laughs> human trafficking. This girl was being trafficked and um, she was actually assaulted. She's sitting in a wheelchair and the man brought her in and she had to go for an x-ray, an ultrasound, and he refused to let her go without him. They're like, nope, you're not going without him. And that was the sign to the, the nurse to be like, something is off here. Like, why won't he let her go for an x-ray without him? Mm. So they came up with the plan that they're going to tell her she needs to do a urine sample. And then they put a sticky, uh, they taped a note to the door to say, write your name in red if you need us to call the police or write your name in black if you're okay. And she wrote her name in red and that was their sign. They called the police immediately and they came mm -hmm. to rescue her. Chills. Yeah, there's lots of ways and it, you won't know the sign. You know, they can happen in any form, but it's just about being aware be and to listening to your that. gut. If you think someone needs help, you get them help, you ask them, you wait till someone steps away quickly, you can slip them a note. You know, there's lots of ways that you can can help and figure it out. But I think, you know, your gut is gonna be your best friend in yeah. almost any situation like Ashley was saying before, you know. You have to learn to trust yourself and you know, like she was saying, to give that trust to your children in letting them have the ability to make the right decisions and giving and having those discussions so they know things to watch out for and explaining to them, you know, why I'm saying no versus just saying no and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very important to teach them, this is why I'm saying no, because of X, Y, and Z. So if you don't want to have X, Y, and Z, then you don't do that. Yeah. But if you want to take the chance, then this is the possibilities the of things that could happen. Yeah. But no, it, it, I, I don't ever tell Zoe yeah. because I say so. Yeah. I usually try not. I'm sure you tell. will one day and you might not know. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. I said so. She's going to get you so bad one day. No, I mean, day. sometimes she's like, yeah, sometimes she's like, why, 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 older, why, I'm why, sure why, it's going to happen. No, no, yeah. She's like, yeah. she has that personality. But she'll remember like this conversation yeah. and be like, oh, shit, okay, yeah. how do I, yeah. how do I take that out of the recording? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so we, we basically come to the conclusion that is very difficult because in the movie they say that too it's yeah. very difficult to track yeah. them because the system is so yeah. like that woman for example the one with the she ended up dying because she got shot in the head by a sniper remember yep. when she they were trying to police were trying to protect her they brought they her, put in, her in a I don't want to tell Ashley the whole movie okay yeah I think okay. but to be it. determined when I watch yeah, yeah. No, we're not really, going to tell her yeah, which yeah, one yeah, yeah, just, one of just, them gets killed because she didn't like listen to the police but it was because she had been captured for so long that she saw outside and she was free yeah she wanted to just go to the door to look outside uh, and they sniped her they, sniped they her. knew so this uh yeah so that's me we really basically come to the conclusion that it's difficult to mm -hmm. uh, uh to track that so 
I mean, yeah. I'm sure the, the, the authority, the government is probably know the strategy they put in place in order to detect yeah. that. They probably police that are more <clears throat> trained to understand this kind of thing. So, but I, as, as, as a, me, when I see, uh, if I see someone, a father beating a kid, on, I don't think I'm just going to stay quiet. Yeah. I'm probably not going to insult the parent for absolutely not, but I think I will do something. Yeah. Well, there was a couple of things I wanted to touch on, and, and it's true, like, there's so many variants and ways to depict, and, and it, it is a challenge to understand, but I think mm-hmm. just informing ourselves, not being so oblivious, not mm-hmm. just shutting it out, but educating ourselves, mm-hmm. finding out, you know, using different resources to watch and mm-hmm. to take assessments to really understand is the best thing that we can do, especially mm-hmm. as parents, you know, for what to look for. And, you know, when Zoe starts to have boyfriends, mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> there's things to be mindful of. And no, no, I told Nancy about that. No, the, the guy would wait, be wait welcome in the house. Wait you see my face when she said that in this recording. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, I, no, 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 I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't ever, because I know I was well. I was a wild boy. I, 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 I enjoyed so one life. of them is going to have to be a wild But what I'm down. doing yeah. is I so will yeah. make yeah. sure. No, I will make sure that the guy, I don't want to tell that don't have a boyfriend because I think I know what it used to me when we tell me that we have to be secret now. We have to yeah. be on your back. I will definitely have, no, invite him home. We want to yeah. have him home. And then I would invite, and I invite some of my friends. And then they're never gonna come back. No, 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 no. Look, I would invite my friend. I would say, "Oh, this is my brother-in-law, my my son-in-law, blah blah." blah, My friend. They did that in this movie, Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. I would invite him in the room with my friend, our muscular guy. I say, "Look, guy, I'm gonna invite this young boy in the house. We don't smile." We just look at him yeah. like with the TV. And then when he leaves, they all start I will laughing. be the only one to make laugh with him, to laugh with him. But you guys don't laugh. And then, yeah. no, I will definitely open that door to a guy to, because I want her to know her birthday will be in the house. She will want to invite guys. So the house is a place where she can do whatever she wants with yeah, the, give the boyfriend. So I want her to know that. So I, that's something that I'm mentally prepared. I'm not going to be yeah, straight t- like that. Taking 15 years to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can start ever be prepared. She's only three, but I gotta start mentally. No, 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 I'm prepared. I'm prepared. There's a lot of stuff that I'm prepared for. I'm sure I'm, I'm mentally prepared for that, girl. Yeah. So there's one thing particularly that I wanted to touch with, with you, and which is, I think, is also very dear to you, is um, uh, the impact that you bring, the event that you organize. Uh, mm. Before that, I want to start, what is the snowball effect? So Because I, I love mm. that name. So I want to, uh, to get touch a little bit about on that. So what yeah. is the snowball effect? Yeah, I, it's definitely a play on words. Yeah, actually, <laughs> snowball is my name. Yeah. For those who don't know, and that's your real name. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I always loved. Like I hated my name growing up. Oh my god! Totally, like yeah. just asking for yeah. bullying, but. <laughs> Um, as I've grown older, I've always known I wanted to use the snowball effect in some way and mm-hmm. just didn't really know what that That is be. so cool. I love that. Yeah, I love that name. I, I love, love that's that. Why, that's why I... It, I think it's the first... It marks a lot directly because I knew your name was Snowball. I, I, I know it's... But it's how it's put together. It's yeah. just yeah, the effect. So what is about? Yeah, so it's really just about that ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like my The reason I coach and... Um, 
a speaker and all these things now is because of my own journey mm-hmm. and going from that darkness and then recognizing, mm-hmm. okay, something needs to change. And it yes. really, like, it takes, there's only two ways people will change is like an emotional disruption, like a death, yeah. a near death experience mm-hmm. or a divorce, like things mm-hmm. like this. This is what really drives a huge <clears throat> emotional impact will make somebody want to change. Mm-hmm. The other way is through constant space repetition, which is the practice of doing, creating new habits, new beliefs, new whatever Mm. Rep- repetitively and so I went on this long journey of just discovery self-discovery and starting to understand myself human behavior potential mm-hmm. how to rewire my mind mm-hmm. from all the pain and trauma that I experienced and so the more that I started to study myself and understand myself and how I you know my past impacted how I became allowed me to recognize what I didn't want and to shed who I am not, right? Like there was a common thread I found in all those stories of the little boy to the girl on that bus to Mm. the club incidents was the person, the parent, the the guy that attacked you, that Mm. girl that was so violent and destructive to an elder Mm. was that they must have been so broken inside of themselves to be able to do that to somebody else Mm -hmm. to kill your own son Mm. like that is a deep level of like something is not right inside Mm -hmm. and so that when you can never change the outside experience until you change the inner experience Mm -hmm. and so the more that i evolved myself the more my life transformed the people i attracted were completely different the experiences the money the things that started coming into my life was because my inner inner i was gonna say energy right you said inner you still Mm -hmm. go yeah go ahead well your energy really is a display of your inner self yes so it really is the same thing yeah 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 you can you can definitely get some good vibes from people when their energy is good Mm, you can tell they're happy they're healthy no no you can't but people can also have good energy but you can still tell like there's there's something Something off there not fully okay and then you're like uh, you know you you're compelled to be like are you okay like do you need anything Mm. like can i help yeah and bob proctor actually speaks of he breaks it down to like something so basic and he created this stick figure to understand the mind Mm -hmm. because we can look at somebody and their behavior and how they're operating and know exactly what's going on internally Mm -hmm. if we actually know it and Mm -hmm. understand it Mm -hmm. and so he breaks it down to like so the mind is actually not the brain Mm -hmm. um a lot of people think it's the brain but Mm -hmm. the mind is actually living in all Mm -hmm. your body yes operating Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. so the the brain or sorry the mind is broken into the subconscious and the conscious and so the conscious we get through all of our senses Mm -hmm. our smell taste touch hearing all those things but the subconscious is it doesn't have a like a a block to what there's no blocker to go letting it in Right. So when we consciously choose what we're putting in the subconscious, that's where we have more power, because if we're, you know, listening to things, seeing things, Mm. always watching the news, that's just a lot of fear and Mm. unhealthy things going in the Mm -hmm. subconscious. And the subconscious is a storage of like all your past pain, of your belief systems, of your like everything. Mm. And it trickles out into the so the subconscious is the emotional body. 
And so then, you know, what you're consciously thinking about mm. is now going to be expressed through the subconscious, the mm. emotional body and the behavior. And mm. so that action. And so if you watch and observe somebody for so long, you can actually understand where their head is. Mm -hmm. And so um, anyways, just on my journey of really starting to understand all these things, it really shifted my life. And that's when the business kind of started because it was like this ripple effect like the way that I was transforming me was impacting everybody around me and some faster than others depending mm. on you know their willingness to want to understand the knowledge mm. um, we can't force anyone to change they have to want it on their own yeah, right definitely so, so, so that's that's me purpose that's mm -hmm. a, that's what I can take her out of it. Mm -hmm. Is that it's a you, great purpose. Yeah, you. Find it's almost like she had to struggle to find it, it, her purpose, so she can share her purpose with other people who are struggling it, she, to find their purpose. She said it better. That's yeah, exactly what I was going to say. That leads to the snowball effect. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but that's what she resumed what I was going to say. That you found your purpose through your experience. It looks like. You had to go through that experience, but mm -hmm. totally. uh, but what happened is you that was her to, life journey to bring her to exactly. this moment to help yeah. other people. Well, and I think the biggest part is to not regret, right? yeah. yeah, because like if it makes you guilty, we dwell, regret is angry, an awful bitter, yeah. right? thing to. It to makes hold you on feel to. guilty. Uh, no, not guilty. I say it makes you guilty. I, what I meant to say, it makes you feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. 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 it brings up a lot, right? Yeah, and that we get we can stay stuck mm -hmm. in. All yeah. of it because that guilt, that yeah. shame, that pain, mm -hmm. yeah. that regret of wishing or wanting something different actually stops you from thinking you can have anything different, mm -hmm. right? Like we get so caught up in thinking that our feelings, our experiences define us when it shapes us, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have to define us, right? We can, if we just seek the beauty in it, find the, the growth, the lesson, mm -hmm. right? Extract the L's. Um, then that's where that growth happens. And, and so, yeah, it's just been my life mission to, you know, I know how broken I was and mm. what that did to me. And if I can share my journey with other people and inspire them to really go on their own inner journey and, mm. and start to understand mm -hmm. themselves better, it just is freeing. Like it mm. creates this inner peace. It creates this inner understanding, acceptance. We Like we can't, fix and change everything yeah. about mm -hmm. us right there's certain things we can't change mm -hmm. and we have to learn to accept them and love them for what they are and then what we can change do it like mm. we, ha we have to be willing though no this uh i i personally got a lot of uh uh, good good information from your social media uh, because you're also very active in that. And last time, I think it was, what, three weeks from now, you, you made a live. I was one of those listening. So <laughs> you made a live with the three. Actually, it looks like you were more than one social was, platform. Okay, yeah, yeah, TikTok, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, yeah, they were all, they were like four phones and and I listened, there was three uh, women. And you know how it is, social media. You have to, you know, Three other ladies, yeah, uh, three other, and then, and you know how social media is. You go to different. <laughs> I went to different. Mm -hmm. I went to the guru. There's one the gurus. <laughs> yeah, break, the breakthrough guru. Breakthrough. That's Sasha. There, there, there is another probably. one with the red hair. Yeah, Cher Hall, Shakina Shakti. Yes. <laughs> so I went through all the. It's, and then I would the thing that I noticed is. Uh, 
the the, the power of taking say it again the horn by the torn the bull by the horn okay <laughs> <laughs> the horn by the horn <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I was trying to, yeah yeah so, so so what I noticed is they decided to tell the story to be the one because it's it's, it's, it's nothing more refreshing and be the reason the person telling your own story mm-hmm. as opposed to someone telling that for you mm-hmm. and that's what this podcast is about is to make sure that mm-hmm. people tell the story the way they want the story to come up because at yeah. the end of the day it's your story and nobody even if there's a writer that writes your story yeah. he, he can only this story can be authentic the best that it can be mm-hmm. if he has your stamp on it mm-hmm. if he has a stamp of a person he actually leave mm-hmm. the story mm-hmm. So and it really it. is your experience. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, and, and our stories I like that you change constantly. Yeah. Like how I would have shared this this story I shared today mm-hmm. a few years ago yeah. was completely different, yeah, yeah. right? And, and even your perception changed on the situation. And exactly. it's, and it's one thing that I respect a lot that I was going to mention. This is uh, is hard for me. I work a lot through that. That's why I like to listen to people's story mm-hmm. because. For some reason, it's something therapeutic. Uh, therapeutic? Therapeutic. Therapeutic. <laughs> For me. It's okay. I still have trouble saying <laughs> oh, my yeah, English so words I, and I'm <laughs> So I'm very, I'm very, so he's very, he's sometimes, whatever she said to me. Therapeutic. So I then, the, the thing is, there's one thing that I learned is be able to forgive people that hurt you. Yeah. And, and forgive be, for ourselves. Yeah, because, because when you forgive people that hurt you, it sets you free too because mm-hmm. people that hurt you controlled you even when you're not there anymore exactly. if you still have anger. like hate anger for mm-hmm. them yeah. and that's something that I notice in your eyes when you're talking and mm-hmm. funny when you talk about your ex-boyfriend like when he came back to you you were still open to mm-hmm. talk to him but as long as he doesn't come with the intention the same mindset that he yeah. had before and then that's something so that's when you remove hate yeah. In order to, and that's probably the reason why you're doing good at your event and things like that. So that's uh, I wanted to make sure that. So the snowball effect is actually 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 snowball. Instagram is actually snowball. And I just uh, yeah, I just can't wait. I want to be one of your events. I, mm-hmm. I, I, me too. I, the funny thing is, I messaged her. I messaged her. She knows one thing, and, cry the and then she said, "I'm going to send you a link." And then no, I'm, I'm I, look. I'm not ashamed to say that. Yes, people look at me and see that big guy, but yeah. things that are very touching. People, a me lot cry. of people. I think Elvin and I became super close because a lot of people would kind of look at him and make a prejudgment, yes. and I never did that with him. Yes, and he was asking me to be like, okay, if you see a situation at work yeah. where I'm like, I look like I'm aggressive, or maybe I'm something I'm saying. I was scared People to can talk. perceive it differently. Definitely. You know, let me know so I can work on that. It was never blaming yeah. the other people yeah. for thinking he was because because I had way. to come to EMS because I was like EMS. Am I aggressive? Yeah. Because uh, when I talk to people, because I know why people, yeah. people, people might like, think oh, that I'm so aggressive because I'm, because I don't I work. I purposely don't want to smile. And then that's I don't why wanna, he wasn't talking. Yeah. Like, was I was so very quiet. because I was afraid to get yeah. into those kind of 
Because you know when you talk at work and then you start to be gossiping, talking about yeah. other people, and then I hate that. Yeah. I don't like to sit down and start to talk bad about someone else because, and then that's why I write up stuff away. And in yeah, and in a group like that, no, like they just do it out of nowhere. Like, hey, how's your date? Did you hear this person? This did yeah. this. This is almost like, uh, yeah, and then we're I'm just, just trying to get some coffee. It just, it just, so it just, and then, and then that's to talk about the support that I got from her because I actually did got the support from her because at some point I thought that it was aggressive, and and my voice can't change. Yeah, you know, and but I, I also think like as a man in this day and age. You know, for people to tell you you're aggressive when you're not mm-hmm. being aggressive, unless people are giving you a different perspective of how you're speaking, you know, it's going to be hard for him in those situations to even know what he's doing wrong yeah. Yeah, yeah. because they're just saying you're aggressive, but they're not saying this is what you're saying and this, this is how is it's ha- making yeah. me feel. Yeah, totally. And if you can do this differently, or maybe they have the conversation with Elvie to say, you know, why are you saying it that way? Because it sounds really aggressive because of X, Y, and Z. And nobody was doing that. But he was that. a, he well, was a way. It ties back into yeah. what we were talking about, even with kids. Yeah. Right? It's like when we can have that conversation, yeah. it goes any yeah. age. It doesn't need to be just yeah. children. Like, no, it was a way to control. Open up that dialogue. Yeah. I never, I never, yeah, at the time I was like, am I really? Because I was yeah. never called And then he'll be aggressive. scared to speak to anybody. I'm and afraid that's not to talk. Fair. I was afraid to talk. Yeah. I'm telling you because I was like, I can't talk to someone. Yeah. A person would think that I'm aggressive. So well, I was the world point. is so sensitive. Yeah. And, and then that's why I started to be very. I, I ask her, I say, if I say something, I want you to tell me. Yeah, and, and so, I would. And then she would, and yeah. she was helping me. She Not was, that I would think that he's doing something wrong, but it would be like, this, this could be how, how they could take it. it. Yeah. This is how yeah. it could be. And he was just, yeah. uh, and that's, why, that's how he helped me. He actually yeah. helped me how to talk to, to, to also talk to people. Because sometimes it's not about it's not about the intention. Because people say, it's "Oh, intention counts." It's a perception, of reality. Yeah. That's exactly what it's. It's just like you're scared to now in this world where we are, where yeah, it's you're scared everything. To say anything. Yeah, you're scared. You're scared to scared to say yeah. to say anything. Or even your opinion sometimes. Yeah, okay. your opinion doesn't matter. So basically, yeah. you don't. Your have opinion to. is what everybody else's opinion is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a, and. Unfortunately, that's where we are. We have to, and and I want my the, the podcast is that I want people to just know that have a free they have place. A voice. Yeah, yeah. They it's can, just like your place yeah. to speak who you are, yeah. who yeah. you are, and no one's gonna come interrupt you. No, I just uh, that's <laughs> so the thing. Don't say that. No, nobody, nobody's going to. So this is actually the longest, and I will not cut anything. Yeah, because this conversation I think it's was a good conversation. it was yeah, very totally. authentic. And I'm telling you, yeah. I will not cut anything with this the time yeah. this is the longest the episode so far <laughs> this is the longest episode so yeah, far and then i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure people by listening from the beginning we get hooked and yeah listen you to don't it. even yeah. realize how long yeah it the time you just listen and you're I like totally you're not li- paying attention no to this was uh this was the the very good yeah. episode and i look forward to to uh to have this episode released too yeah. because there's a and lot to going of to your events G- Huh? Going to some events. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably yeah. just you ball still my eyes need out. to send me the link. She said she was going to send me a link. She didn't. Oh. I ended up actually canceling that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got yeah, you. I was, okay. I've been reconfiguring a few things. And okay. sometimes no, my entrepreneurial be, mind is no. like, oh, supporters. Yeah, no. <laughs> so like, okay, I want to be, yeah. be part of the event. I The things that, this thing that I, 
I'm that, I'm that type, right? I like to be in a comfort zone yeah. in order to, mm-hmm. to, to be better. Yeah. I, like, I don't like when... If there's a, there's a, like, I never been to an event about any trafficking. I never been to an event about um, LGBTQ. I won't ever be in an event about like Jewish community. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But those are, those are real things. Yeah. And most of the times, because we don't understand, we don't have the history, yeah. and that's why. And you don't know these events even happen because yeah. there's no connection to you really. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you might not know people, but yeah. if you interact with people like in this setting, we've met yeah. Ashley, and now she can let us know. He, these are the events I'm happening. Yeah. These are events I know about, and if you want to go true, and learn and support, you can history. do that. It's, it's just history. If you don't understand yeah. history and you don't relate, so most of the time, unfortunately, that's yeah, you're how you're not it goes. really seeking it. If yeah. Oh, if that Jewish, the you. Jewish, right? With Holocaust, I was taught in school Holocaust. Yeah, I knew it was a horrible yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it just that, just that, because you, you don't relate directly to that, yeah. you kind of like brush it aside after. Yeah. But it's a real thing. The yeah. LGBTQ community. There's this movie, that documentary I want you to watch. It's Orlando. It's on actually Prime, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, the guy went and killed. Uh, oh, in Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched yeah. that mm-hmm. and. And when I watch, because I like, I watch documentaries like this because mm-hmm. they help me understand you know, a lot yeah. of stuff. Okay. Like the level of hate, things but, that you were yeah, hate about, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then those are things that I, so that's why I don't, I won't always like to step out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. so I can learn. That's and that's something that is benefit to me. That will translate to your children too. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's something because I want to be able to teach to the kid so that I don't want them to discover that outside because discovering outside can yeah. be rough on them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it can also be judgmental because... It could also be the wrong way to learn. Yeah, the wrong In a negative exactly. setting, yeah. negative tone. So those are things that I always try to go to event to, uh, to, mm-hmm. to try to understand. And I don't limit myself to events mm-hmm. that are only re- related to me, the black community. So mm-hmm. I make sure that I go to events. So that's why I message you. I want to be part of it because I want to discover. Yeah. So when I message yeah, I you, that. it was just to discover, to be there, to just see what is mm-hmm. happening. Definitely. Here. Well, I'll definitely keep you all mm-hmm. in tune with Yeah, so we will definitely. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so just keep us definitely. posted. But I, I mean, I follow you on social media so for sure. I'm going to follow you when we're I was actually going to say I never got. Because uh, I'm not trying to be rude on camera. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that this morning. I'm like, oh wait, we never even connected. I know, I didn't shows. even think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, no. This was a very good episode. I can't wait mm-hmm. to. Uh, so this is the magnificent podcast with Ashley Snowball. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. That's uh, Snowball. That's beautiful.